You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. Jamestown Island is an ongoing source of historic discoveries. For a site that's 400 years old, it's still fertile soil that yields groundbreaking finds from four centuries and raises new questions every day. It's an American treasure, but it's under threat. A recent report by the Union of Concerned Scientists says that Jamestown Island will be underwater by the end of the century. Joining us now is Bill Kelso, Director of Archaeological Research and Interpretation with Jamestown Rediscovery. Dr. Kelso, thank you for being here today. Good morning. Well, we appreciate you coming up here. Sounds like there's a lot of work going on at Jamestown. Before we start talking about this uh, report that's come out, maybe for folks that aren't familiar with the work you do at Jamestown Island, can you tell us briefly uh, what, you're, what you guys are up to down there, why it's such an important site? Well, Jamestown uh, is the first permanent English settlement, uh, and it's where the first representative assembly met, and it's where uh, rule of law came to, to this continent. Uh, and um, we're uh, bringing that story to life by seeing what's left in the ground that tells about the daily lives of the people that live there. And so in 20 years of excavations, you know, we've, we've laid bare one thing where we found where the fort was located and it had um, been thought to have been washed into the river, speaking of river washing, uh, which it didn't up to this point. And, um, and uh, we have found uh, over two million artifacts to go with it. So that brings us up to the report of the Union of Concerned Scientists telling us that Jamestown will be underwater. Tell us about that issue. Well, uh, the predicted uh, rise of sea level uh, is, um, it varies quite a bit by who's actually talking about it, but uh, Jamestown is a low-lying island, and so therefore it's a concern. Uh, it's not exactly the sky is falling, however, uh, because where we found the James Fort, the 1607 earliest settlement part of Jamestown, and actually the town site, um, is, is a relatively high ground on the island. But uh, I know from my own experience, having uh, gone through Hurricane Isabel, uh, that uh, a lot of the, of the island goes underwater when that happens, and that was a nine-foot uh, surge of water that came in nine foot above sea level. And uh, while it didn't affect the fort site at all, which is 15 feet above sea level, to the, you know, um, it did cut, it, cut a lot of things off from uh, connecting to the mainland, which is a you know, worry. Uh, so you've seen almost a predictor of what that might look like. Yeah, a little bit more. I, I think the high, the most pessimistic estimate I've read, and this is from reading National Geographic, there was a story on that, um, is 6.6 feet by the end of the century. So it won't drown and take away, you know, the, some of the major parts of the archaeological remains, uh, areas where the archaeological remains are. Uh, but um, it still would limit access. My experience with what's going on as far as sea level rise is kind of interesting in that we have dug a well, an old well that was put in probably in 1610 or 11, and can tell how much the, uh, at least the groundwater has risen in four centuries. And it's, it's two feet, it's like six inches a century up till this point. Now, you know, if that stays constant, that, uh, we're safe for a long, long time. 
The reason we could tell it is the way um, the wood, this is a wood line well, and, and, and the way the wood de decayed. Wood constantly underwater doesn't decay at all. And then wood that's partially underwater and then gets wet is going to have deteriorated some. So we can tell there were two feet of deterioration. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything with the, um, uh, the actual sea level rise, I guess, although it is affected tell uh, me, by that. Archaeologically, if you're looking at an issue like sea level rise on an island, uh, what are some of the measures you might take to try to um, maybe speed excavate some of those areas that you think might be under threat? Is there any plan to try to prioritize those areas that you think might be underwater in 50 or 100 years? We, uh, our philosophy has been, in 20 years of excavation down there, is that um, the, the artifacts aren't going to be there, the, the burials are going to be gone, everything deteriorates anyway, not underwater, but just from deterioration. So our philosophy has been, you know, this is the, the one good chance of finding what's there. Uh, and it has nothing to do with sea level rise. But then we put that in, into the um, equation, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, it would... Uh, limit priority areas, and then also put the lowest lying area on priority. And actually, as as we've evolved, we are heading into lower areas already. You know, so and yeah, looking very interesting. Like the fort is huge; <laughs> it's not just this little thing that we thought it was in the beginning. So um, you know, we're already in a way um, uh, uh, reacting to both or just regular deterioration and, and the predicted sea level rise. Seems like there are always surprises anywhere you dig, but what are some of the features or artifacts you might anticipate finding in lower-lying areas? Well, right now uh, we're finding that the one-acre fort that we spent a long time uncovering was the, you know, the focus, the concentration of occupation. Uh, was expanded fairly early, uh, and uh, it, may, it, it may have encompassed as much as 20 acres. And, and so that's where people were living. There'll be, there'll be re remains of houses uh, and other wells, probably other deposits of artifacts, scattered about on the, in the 20 acres. But some of that is low-lying, so we, we, will, we will certainly deal with that first. If, if, that, if these predictions are correct. Do you ever just feel like you'll never get your hands around it all? It seems like there's just, every time you start a new area, you find something of such richness. You find a new well or a, or a, new, a new building, a new church. Um, do you, you feel like you're racing against time anyways? Yeah, I think archaeology has a certain sense of urgency no matter what. You know, it's um, uh, because of deterioration, it's because of funding, all kinds of things, you know, uh, are, go into that. Uh, but yeah, I I, um, I was beginning to feel like well, like every year I feel like we're not going to trump what we found the year before, and then we do, you know. And this and this discovery of the the larger larger fort is is huge because again we spent 20 years focusing on one acre, and now we find it's a 20 acre site, and it's being the property that's privately owned on the island. Now the Park Service may have another entire um, agenda, uh, and they own. The, the later town site, and we're just uh, a private nonprofit in the, on the western end of the island. When you hear about the island being under threat like this, um, what's your response to that? What's your reaction? Do you want to build up the beach? Do you just take it in stride as part of the game of archaeology? How do you approach it? Well, I've been to the Netherlands, you know, and they know how to handle. They live below sea level already, you know, and, and they know how to handle it. And I think. 
uh, measures could be done to um, to fend this off for for centuries, I would think, and and who knows if if it may reverse. Uh, and in the meantime, you got to think, well, what can we save, and what you know, what and what where can we get the? How much is it worth? If, if Jamestown is worth that much to the history of America, which I think it is, the legacy of America, uh, then uh, you know, let's let's put in put in some uh, coffer dams and things around to save what's here, what's there. And from a larger perspective, there are probably historic sites around the world that are um, under threat from a number of factors. So when we consider Jamestown as part of that picture, I think you've alluded to this already, that it is a very important site to the, the founding of America, to the identity of the country. How do we consider an issue like this in the context of sort of global archaeological sites and, and the threats that they might be under? Well, the first consideration, I think, is uh, Reading history backwards, in a sense, you know, say, okay, what's what? What are the priorities today? You know, what what are the legacies today of our history? And then look to what areas uh, contributed. Certainly, Jamestown did because you know we're speaking English right now. You know, there's a lot of culture that went. There was a British Empire that came over that, and this is the first really uh, settlement out of out of England of the British Empire. Uh, and and those legacies are there. Uh, there's also a Spanish legacy, and uh, I know from personal experience, I've, I'm now on a board to um, to study uh, a site called Santa Elena, which is in South Carolina, and it's really lowland. That was the capital of, of uh, Spanish America for 20 years before St. Augustine even. Uh, it's not it was settled before, but it, it it was a capital, and that I think is like something like six feet above sea level, and you know that's that's a real threat there. And anything, and most of our earliest um, uh, sites are along the coast. And that's what's threatened, obviously. So if we're lovers of history, if we're interested in archaeology, what can we do? We know what you're doing, but is there anything that we can do? Well, I think just you, you can support um, uh, funding for uh, some of these measures that you know, could be done to, to, uh, to protect the shoreline. Uh, um, and I think it would be great if everyone would come and visit, well, they can, <laughs> to Jamestown. Uh, and that helps us because uh, there's a fee to get in, and you know that helps support our project because we don't we don't have any support from tax money, from state or local or state or local or some local, but state or federal. Even though we're an enclave in the Park Service, it's just kind of ironic. But yeah, we just we want people to come and see it, and maybe there is this sense of urgency there. Find out more about how to visit and what the work that goes on at Historic Jamestown at your website at historicjamestown.org. We hope folks will visit the site as well as uh, visit you physically out on the island. Yeah. And see the moment of discovery, as we call it. Yeah. That happens every day. Sorry. Dr. Kelso, it's been a privilege to have you back on the show today. It's always exciting to hear about the work that's happening at Jamestown and really uh, changing what we know about the origins of this country uh, with every, every little spadeful of soil that comes up. So thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. We're always glad to hear your feedback. Send us an email at podcast.history.org. <laughs>